RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Hey guys, this is Tara Devlin. I'm recording this after the show because I wanted to give you fair warning that this particular show that you're about to listen to has a noticeable echo in it. And that has to do with there was a problem with the mic that I didn't know was happening while we were recording. So I uh, wanted to give you fair warning. It's not that bad, but it is it is noticeable. So uh, just keep in mind, we do have it under control. And next week, it should be back to normal, quote unquote, whatever normal is. And uh, as I always say, we do it anyway, right? We we record anyway, we post anyway, we keep in the fight anyway. And this is also why I always ask you to donate to the show and donate to RDT Daily and go to our Shopify store at rdtdaily.com and buy some merchandise to keep us afloat, keep us in the fight, buying better equipment. And who knows, maybe one day we'll actually be in a studio. We won't have to put up with this. But okay. Get out and vote this week. Next week's show, I hope we'll have some good news. And now we'll join Tara Buster with Tara Devlin, already in progress. Hey, guys. Hope everybody can hear me. I had some technical difficulties again. Why is why am I getting all these friggin' messages? I don't know. Something is happening. That's why I look like this. I'm exhausted. Um... We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And we are also on GDPR GDPR Revolution 99, which is another great liberal independent radio station or podcast station. I don't know if it's what you call it nowadays, right? Content creators, uh, people who are on the front lines fighting for a new uh, a new New Deal. I, I do see something effed up here on my. Uh, damn it! We'll do the anyway. What am I babbling to you guys? Okay, first, I'm sorry. Before I begin, I have to do our standard. How anybody could see can watch the show and and hear the show. So. Uh, you guys meet here every week. There's a there is a growing group of regulars that hang out every Saturday, and I'm really grateful for that. So thank you. And we take donations. Clearly, uh, if you go to the RDT Daily Facebook page or the or the main site, you can make a donation. Anybody who donates, I've been just sending uh, clings at these window clings. Keep calm and join the resistance. Uh, I if you just donate uh, over ten dollars, I'll send you one. I say twenty, but if I'm in a good mood, I'll send you one anyway. I'll send you a few. You can also buy some merchandise. That that helps too. The we opened the Shopify store, so I'm wearing one of the shirts. You can get some Francis Junior Junior merchandise. You can get uh, some good stuff. I like it, and I it's made in America. That's the other thing. This is American apparel, so it's also a conversation starter. I enjoy it. People, you know, you get the winks and the nods, and you start talking about, and it's really a way of networking. So that helps too. So buying merchandise, and because it does help us to get more writers to create more content, because we are up against the Sheldon Adelsons of the world. 
It's David and Goliath. We're not even uh, David. I don't know what we are. We're trying. We're aspiring to be a David, frankly, up against the the monsters, the monstrosities that that are. I mean, these are fascist elements that are taking over our country. I'm th and I'm not being alarmist. Okay. So thank you. I, wa I also wanted to, before I begin to, there were a few um, donate. Do the, I just want to recognize people who already donated. I want to say thank you to Haiku. A, uh, he bought some merchandise at the RDT Daily Store. That's his internet handle. And he wrote a really nice letter to me. And that kind of stuff really, it does keep me going because everybody gets depressed. I get despondent. I start thinking like this world sucks and it doesn't matter, but it does matter because we are connecting and I really appreciate that. And, uh, he bought some merchandise and he sent this letter and it made my day. So I want to thank you. And Anthony, Gene, Michael D, Mike F, Ed, you know who you are, Ed. Uh, Robert B, Michael L, Michael D, Dia R, Jennifer G, Glenn M, Vanessa, and Stephen N. Thank you guys. I want to recognize you and shout out because you're, you are what puts me in front of this microphone every Saturday night when I feel like giving up. We can't give up. Never give up. Uh, we're in this together and we're up against uh, fascism. This coming Tuesday is the most important election of our lifetimes. We, we, we hear it every year. We hear it all the time. Every election that comes along. Th this is the, this is not, you know, this is everything we've been waiting for. We've, we are fighting for. If we don't get it back in this election, if we don't send a resounding message to this fascist freak squatting in the White House, this, this thing, this grand experiment in liberal democracy is done. I, I, I believe it. It's not just me who believes it. We are, uh, he, uh, for the first time in my lifetime, after sounding the alarm for years, uh, people who had some political, whatever, astuteness or, uh, I don't know, uh, people who weren't afraid to call, uh, an apple an apple or whatever, we would say, this kind of stinks of fascism. This is, uh, the, the end result when you're, you know, A will equal B will equal C. Um, so, I've, I've complained about this before, about that Godwin's Law bullshit, that, which is if people mention Nazis, you automatically lose or something, the stupid argument. But I, I find Godwin's Law and that kind of bullshit, like, offensive, because there are people who are still alive today who, who saw Nazis marching down the streets, who were alive during the, the this time that we're not supposed to mention as if the that that horrific part of the human some human hearts i think i guess maybe we all have, i don't know i don't know i don't i won't say that i have that part i honestly don't i would never go along with these fascists if somebody gets up in front of a crowd and says only i can fix it that's the end 
You see, a Democrat would, for all their flaws, for all as for as much as we complain about the Democratic Party, that would have been the end of a uh, of a candidate who, if a, if a Democratic candidate stood up and said, "Only I can fix it." They would have been ousted out of the party. That it would have been like, there's another party for you, and it's called fascism. So hit the bricks. And when you have a, uh, you we literally have Nazis running in the Republican Party right now. They how does a party have a Nazi problem, right? Uh, unless they are um, Nazis. Unless there's something attractive about the Republican Party to Nazis. Now, when I, I, I think about all those who gave their lives in the, in the past century, in uh, the 20th century, fighting fascism, all, and, you know, uh, it seems so far away, right? We see footage of the Nazis marching, whatever, black and white footage, and it seems like another time that, but it's all, it's not that long ago. And when I think about, you think about the, the 18 year olds, the 19 year olds who, who, who left their, who lost their lives, who gave their lives to stop the rise of European fascism. And we have it here at home and we literally have Nazis running for public office here in the United States. Now, what do you think, um, why did those people give their lives? That's what, it's so offensive to me because we get to sit here and and have uh, our, our little meeting on Saturday night. We get to enjoy, you know, I'll have my coffee. I'll get, you know, we'll have a couple of laughs along the way. We, we get to live, we get to breathe the air, we, we get to, be with our loved ones, laugh, watch TV, relax, have a nice meal. Those people, they don't have that. They died prematurely. When you, th- you know, when you look back on your life to die at 20 years old for, for a cause, for, to stop fascism, and then to watch the so-called president of the United States praise fascists here at home, as very fine people. Now, if that's not a, a motivation to get out and vote, to know what we're up against, because if we don't take it back now, what, what's the alternative? There, there can never be, um, we're, ne- we're never, I mean, I, people saying we're in a cold civil war. I, I don't doubt it. Um, but we will never be uh, able to fight a civil war. I mean, again, I don't think so. I mean, honestly, I, I really believe that in a lot of ways we should break this country up. I don't, you know what? It's like a bad relationship. You know what I mean? It's all right. We tried. We uh, bought some furniture together, but uh, it's not working out. You, you, uh, you know, I want a civilization. I want clean water, clean airs. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, murder bears while they, while they sleep. Um, and you're a Nazi. Uh, it's not, you think when I say all black lives matter, you say all lives matter. You know what? That's a deal breaker to me. Um, it's time to split up. And it's also the, the, the thing that's so frustrating as well is that 
And it's all by, by, it's not by accident. Here's the thing. And so, yes, I'm telling everybody we need to vote Democratic. And, uh, oh, I see Haiku is here. Hello, I, I mentioned your name in the, earlier in the show. So, just so you know, you'll have to listen to the re rerun if you're catching up. But anyway, I said that you wrote a very nice letter. So, thank you. Um, okay, uh, but, so... As much as we, we give the Democratic Party, um, you know, I'm telling everybody to vote Democratic. And, yeah, because, but they, they weren't, they're not completely innocent, of course. Um, neoliberalism is what brought us to this point in time. We, we have a divided state thanks to the deregulation of the media that Bill Clinton gave us. Bill Clinton who signed the Telecommunications Act of 1994 or six, I'm trying, I can't exactly, I think it's four, but he, that is what gave us Fox News. So we really need to put everything into historical context. And when they start whining about uh, socialism and, um, you know, that's, uh, we, we have to counter them with the reality that, yeah, either we are a civilization that that that's in this together, or what? What is the point of having a country? Frankly, what is? Why are we even a country if if the if uh, we don't have a uh, you know a government that promotes the general welfare over the welfare of the corporate elite? That's so anyway. But um, I was that's a bit of a ramble, but the because uh, I was thinking that. Yeah, um, once we get it back, it's, that's not the end of the story. If we get, if we are so fortunate to overcome the gerrymandering and the dirty tricks of the Republican Party that, uh, knocking people off the, off the voting rolls, because that's what they're doing. We're living in a country where millions more vote for Democrats but we're under fascist Republican rule, in spite of the fact that we are in the majority. Nobody wants what they're peddling. They're pe that's why they have to peddle bullshit constantly and keep us divided. But that's not the end of the story. If we do get it back and overcome their, the, their dirty tricks, that is just the beginning. The work is only beginning because it's going to take us a long time to get to dig out from w the damage that they've done and that's one of the reasons why when people like i voted for jill stein they both suck the uh, both parties suck well you know what the first rule of being in a hole is stop digging so you don't um battle the corrupt democratic party by um installing a fascist by allowing fascism to take root because in the meantime what happens not only do we have to take over the democratic party we, and we have our work cut out for us there but we have to undo all the damage that was done all the rolling back of every of all the progress that we already made that we now we gotta go back and fight those battles again and get us back on track now and in the meantime who gets hurt now we have, uh, and I, I'm a big animal rights advocate, that all of the gains that we 
made in in these horrific factory farms. Republicans are undoing everything from where chickens can't. They there's regulation where a chicken will has you have to have enough room for the chicken so it can at least spread its wings. That's out the friggin' window. You know these people are gross. They are disgusting. They don't. Uh, I I call them wastes of human DNA. Because what is the point of having human DNA if you don't have a heart and you don't have a soul? And so that's right there. There's one thing. So all of the, everything that we have to do, not just with animals, with humans, with the way they dehumanize people. And um, nothing is more evident in that by, in the way that they're treating the migrants that are fleeing violence in the war-torn, failed states that we helped create. And there you go. There's another. We don't have this historical context because Americans are stupid. They're ignorant. I don't know. Maybe they're both. Are they stupid and ignorant? Stupid. Is, which, which one is curable? Is I guess ignorance is curable. Stupidity is to the bone in these people. And there, and uh, the selfishness is another thing that is beyond vile to me because that is also really misguided. Because I always think, like, why are we? Why have a civilization? Like, get out, go live in a desert island, get the hell out. Why are you among human people, right? If you don't, if you're such a rugged individual, why are you riding down my socialist road? Why are you drinking water that? doesn't give you diarrhea after it's inspected by the socialists, right? Why are you, I mean, you, we can name, uh, why are you breathing my socialist air that isn't filled with smog and pollution because it's regulated? I mean, do you remember, I was young, I remember in, uh, b- before, well, I wasn't around really before the EPA, but when the, Los Angeles was, they would have smog alerts in Los Angeles because you, you couldn't even see because of the the fact was there was so much pollution there ha- because there were no standards on cars and uh, now there's standards right because of that big government socialism and that's what we're here for you know it should it should be that the, we're um, what matters most is not some billionaire making a buck off our backs constantly is that the only value that's the only american value apparently which what is what makes me sick um especially now when you have all right with khashoggi who was murdered and donald trump talking about we have this contract Uh, of course everything is a lie coming out of his fat mouth but uh how there's a contract for um, whatever it was, millions, billions, it became like a billion that was going to create a million jobs, first it was a hundred thousand jobs, then it was a million jobs. He's such an asshole that, um, that he doesn't want to ruin this deal with these butchers. And it, and it reminded me of the American businessmen, uh, and it was men back in the day, uh, doing business, colluding with the Nazis, because that's all that matters, right? Making a buck. But is is that really who we are, right? Because we look back on the uh, business people, men mostly, who colluded with the Nazis. We look back on them with derision. You know, we say that's that was uh, pretty disgusting. But yes, um, 
I guess it doesn't matter who you're who you're selling weapons to on top of it, right? It's not just we're not selling them uh, uh, what do you call it hula hoops and rock and roll. We're selling them more weapons to kill more people. So is that what we are? I guess that is. And th this is why you don't have greed-centered oligarchs, greed-centered ghouls, because they are that's who they are. They're ghouls. They're that's if that's all that matters, th it's disgusting. They have sullied this country, the the good name, everything any honor that we built up over our short history is completely erased by these fascists. They have, and, and people in all civilizations, in all societies, have their fascists. They have to deal with them. That's, there are morons in every civilization. But you don't give them power. You don't make them the president. And let's not forget, he did not receive the most votes, regardless, right? So he's after, um, you know, the news and... Um, let me see. I have some videos I wanted to play because I'm pissed. <laughs> some of these things, it's just, it's just better to just play them and just say, like, then we could talk about it. But there's so many things. Well, first of all, I wanted to, um, I saw Frank Luntz. He does, I can't stand Frank Luntz because he's the one that told the Republicans how, uh, all about branding because Republicans don't have any ideas. What are, what's their idea? They, their ideas are as old as recorded history. Make the rich richer. Keep the poor poor. Divide and conquer the rest of the dupes. And th make them ignorant and, uh, oh, and compliantly await their rewards in heaven. That's, that's it. So that, um, you know, when they talk about Democrats don't have ideas, they, I don't hear any ideas. Their only ideas they, that they have is don't, that we're not Trump. Well, ho holy shit. You know what? That should be enough, frankly. We're not Trump. We're not fascists. We're not Nazis. We're, we know how to spell. We know how, when to use T-O or T-O-O. We know that the, 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 tr that tricky your, your, and your, you know, uh, all of, uh, the, the, th the, the things that you would learn, you learned in the second grade. We kind of know that. We like to read. We like to explore. We like other people, right? We like, we're not, we're not so small that if somebody of a different religion moves in next door, we're not on the phone to the NSA saying, uh, something suspicious is going on. Um, so I, we have, we, we basically have the, we are possessed of the fundamental maturity required to function in a free democratic society. And it does, that's what it takes. It takes a level of maturity because you have to be able to compromise and you, you have to also understand that, uh, is greed the only value worth, worth fighting for? I don't know. You know, they always talk about these Republicans when they're giving speeches. They're talking, they talk about how, um, the first responders ran in to the World Trade Center or wherever, where they run into whatever horrific event is going on, uh, into a school that's being shot up by a moron who should never get a gun, but Republicans 
allow him to get a gun. And uh, so they talk about these first responders running in somewhere. So, well, I mean, according to Republicans, isn't that kind of dumb? Because aren't we all supposed to be rugged individuals out for ourselves? Why should a, uh, you know, a first responder or anyone uh, endanger themselves or somebody else, right? Sucks to be you. Oh, well, you know. But, but it doesn't make sense because the that's why the entire Republican brand is based in bullshit. Everything that they're about is based in bullshit. And that is why they have to lie. They, they have to tell these fables about migrants coming in and giving us diseases that, that, that were eradicated a hundred years ago. This is who they are. They have to make people small and afraid. It's so sad. And I think about the, 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 um, people who gave their lives. Well, how many, how many people in general died in World War II? I think it was like 50 million, over 50 million people. I mean, that's incredible. All of those who fought fascism that were the victims of these fascist bastards that that be that were victims of the race racist hatred and then you had those who were just going along to get along those who who uh enjoyed the fact that oh well you know germany was uh economically uh destroyed and then hitler built the autobahn and put everybody back to work that they like that right but the the fact is we we weren't in um economic distress when Twitler took office, but you see he's creating this fiction around himself like he's some kind of savior because that's what fascists do they They have to hearken to uh the in fact the other party their the their opponents they're they're never right. They could, they do no right at all. That, and that's why you can't compromise with them. So, as the fascists concentrate more and more power. So, Twitler is claiming, oh, look, we all these jobs, uh, unemployment is low. When, when Twitler took office, we were, uh, the, the economy was on the rise. And on, unlike when Barack Obama took office and, the we were suffering from the second republican great depression he we were being on, we were on the cusp of the second republican great depression in a hundred years so you know so what did twitler do he he was handed a uh, a booming economy and he decided to give more money to those at the top and cut uh you know trying as a as a ruse to cut our social safety net. And anyway, so now um, I find it pretty unbelievable. I, I can't even, it's unbelievable that the Republican Party are, and, and I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, well, what what's going to happen? The, that they would position themselves as the champions of protecting health care, right? After how many years have has this been going on? Don't I'm exhausted from it. Where we had to fight and fight. 
for and I've been I went to those town halls when we were all uh, when Obamacare was uh, being debated and those morons and I went to a town hall in Queens and uh, I remember some young Nazi got up and I think he and I mean it I think he was part of a literal far right quote unquote group that was saying that was challenging the representative at the time saying. Uh, what in what part of the Constitution uh, does what part of the Constitution gives you the right to offer health care? I think about that. Think about how that's that's what you you want to do with your life. This young fascist idiot who read a book. She, he probably read Anne, Anne Rand, right, or something, and now he thinks he's a scholar. Going to tell us, we the people that we can't do what every other country figured out decades ago, right? So this idiot, I remember, got up and said, what part of the Constitution gives you the right to uh, offer health care to people? Um, how about the part of the Constitution that says, be, uh, don't be an asshole. We are all human beings. How about that part of the Constitution? Uh, I think it's called the General Welfare Clause. So... When you're when you're in a country that is paying twice the for healthcare twice as much as the next most expensive um, healthcare in the next in the next most expensive country, you know what I'm saying? Blah blah blah. Uh, and you're you um, are the system is not uh, actually has the worst outcomes measurable, right? And it's still leaves millions out while bankrupting millions more, then that something has to be done. The reason why Obamacare was necessary in the first place was because that for-profit health care is a failure. So, I mean, when I think about it, how much do you have to hate yourself to pine for a system that can kick you off when you're sick? So these Republicans... Are um, yeah, they're just, so at this town hall. Actually, what I'm saying was, I remember I got up and I said to the representative at, at the time, I think he's not there anymore. I can't remember who it was exactly, but and, and I said, don't worry about these Nazis, right? Because they, I, I mark these words. Republicans will all sign up for it for health care, and then they'll position themselves as the champions of it, as we see with everything else that they, they oppose, Medicare, Social Security, everything that they can't, that they haven't been successful getting their greed-centered bony fingers around and choking the life out of, like they have with unions, right? I mean, there was a time where the Republican Party that boasted about increasing union member membership. That's, where, that's when they weren't complete fascists, but those days are gone. And, uh, you know, when they, when they talk about the Democratic Party saying, oh, we're, we're socialists, we're social. First of all, these idiots don't know what the hell socialism is as they are, as I said, drinking their socialist water, riding our socialist roads. The, uh, get out of this socialist society because we're all in this together. What's the, um, when you're stuck in a, in a building and a uh, first responder comes running in and say, I'm sorry, sir or madam. I don't like socialism. I'll I'll do this myself. I'll pull myself up by my own bootstraps and get myself out of this burning building.
because I just don't like socialism. And that, I just can't stand these idiots. That's why I can't stand it, because it's all about them. That socialism extends as far as their, their, their grasp, right? That's as, as much socialism as they can stand. Is if it affects them, they, they're all for it. So now they're all for this pre-existing conditions. Meanwhile, they're all, they, at these town halls, and we saw the videos, and remember, we, we remember the time when the women, I remember this picture in my mind, I can still see these women up there screaming with their mouths open wide, like, no health care for me! Billionaires need more tax breaks. I want granny to eat cat food. You idiots. So they're, um, now they're all for, uh, we're projecting pre-existing conditions. Meanwhile, today, right now, this, uh, no, it was, was it Friday? It started. When did they, they started, uh, the Obamacare or enrollment? It's not Obamacare. So somebody said to me, Oh, I'm on Obamacare. You're not on Obamacare. We're all on Obamacare, morons. Okay? Not the people who listen to the show. I'm talking to the morons, right? But uh, th we're all on Obamacare. It's the Affordable Care Act. It's the pa it's patient protection and affordable care. That's the, the, the Democrats, because they're too busy governing and and doing things that actually improve people's lives. They don't have time to go out there and brand things like these filthy fascists do. So, obviously, that hasn't sunk in. Uh, now, um, there has to be a certain level of, of insurance in insurance. When you, uh, you, you have to have, um, what is it? There are s certain essential benefits, including prescriptions or... Um, you know, whatever. The, and these were things and pre-existing conditions. And also they weren't, they're not able to kick you off when you're sick, which would happen all the time. So we, uh, you'd get a, a catastrophic diagnosis. And next thing you know, you get a letter in the mail. I'm sorry. You didn't write down that you had acne when you were 15 and you took Accutane and now you have cancer. Oh, well, sucks to be you. You know, I guess, uh, Go pray to Jesus and await your reward in heaven, um, or a GoFundMe page. So these filthy Republicans. Now they're all f no, um, no Republican is against pre-existing conditions, even though right now because of Trump, they are selling these junk policies. That's what they're doing. So then these junk policies are able to deny you care. Uh, kick you off when you're, it's the good old days again, the bad old days, which is exactly what Republicans want to drag us back to. That's, that's their solution. You see, they, there is no solution for healthcare. They say, oh, get together and work it out. That, that, uh, mishmash called the Affordable Care Act is the Republican plan. That's why it sucks. Okay. It's better than nothing, but it's still leaves people out. It's still too expensive. It still puts the, the uh, profits of a CEO above your care. That's how, that's how the health insurance companies make money by denying care. They're, they're disgusting. These are vermin. They are the literal parasites sucking on our misery. There is no reason for us to have a health insurance racket in this country sitting in, in your doctor's office with you and your doctor deciding what 
remedies or not they, that they can deny you. There is no reason for it. The only the 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 remedy is is a Medicare for all system where everybody in, nobody out. That's the end of the story. Done. It's over. It's done. You go to, you you get sick. You go to a doctor, and then it gets they get paid by we the people in our taxes. It makes sense, and it's less expensive. And 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 when we're all in it, we all own it, just like Social Security. Of course, you always have to fight and and you have you can never you can never rest when there's republican fascists around so we all we will because we all have ownership of this medicare for all system that's how you improve it and then when you don't like something you petition your government you know you can't do that with a private corporation a private corporation doesn't give a shit and if you show up at their offices with picket signs you're in jail not like when you go to your off when you go to your representative and say I want to talk to you. They have they have to speak to you for the most part, and if they don't, you go to the media and you shame them. But you can't do that for to a private corporation. They don't give a shit. This is the they're their own little fiefdoms, and you're nothing but a a host from which to suck profit and discard. So, you know, just die when you're told and don't don't cost them any money. God damn it. And all right. So, I was watching um fucking Frank Lutz. I'm sorry, I'm cursing. Uh so uh, he was interviewing these pe- people from Nevada. Uh, how many times do we have to see oh, some people like Democrats, some people like Republicans and they have these these people that are that get together, oh, this is a divided nation. Let's have a conversation. Can we all get along? The reason it's divided is because we're all on our silos of information, and we have, and it was pretty bad before Twitter, but now we have this fascist telling the morons that they're the truth or is, is a lie, and they're uh, anything that isn't Fox News, the 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 propaganda channel that's actually lying to them is a lie. So these morons. Um, they're, uh, you know, it just goes to show you that fascism can take hold anywhere. Anyway, so, but Frank Luntz was interviewing yet another group of voters who are on both sides, right? Who cares? It's so annoying. And um, th- this is what they were saying about Obamacare. And then we'll talk about it. The top issue in this Senate race in Nevada is health care. So give me a word or phrase to describe Obamacare. Life-saving pre-existing condition. Deplorable. Can I say it? Clusterfuck. Necessary but flawed. What has the Republicans come up with as a plan? They had time to get, they had the house, they had... Buy your own health care. They didn't do anything. Health care was cheap before. My health care was $267 a month before Obamacare started. It went to 480. It went to 480. Please. It went to 480. And then I had a $4,800 deductible, and I had to pay $7,500 out of my pocket before I could use it. I mean, what's the point? I know I'm thankful for it. I had a $29,000 surgery that cost me $1,200. But who paid for it? I did. I had to pay the insurance for it, which was $300 a month. Should it be repealed? No. Yeah, yeah, most replaced. Absolutely. Replaced. Yes, start replaced. 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 Replaced.
big. That was kind it of a chorus there. Really there was. That was a, we almost agreed. I know. I want to like. I want to <laughs> savor that moment. <laughs> Let's all hold hands. Well, um, yeah. Let's sit down and get it done. What are they going to get done? They have to hash out how many are, uh, as far as Republicans are concerned, how many are going to die, basically. So can't have a system that actually works when your primary purpose is to enrich the rich. That's that's all that they're there for. And their ideology, this is why they're cult members, because if somebody said to me that uh, if the statistics and, and my own lion eyes, right, uh, revealed that funneling all the wealth and power to the top actually did trickle down and create a wonderful democratic society that worked for all. I, and I know you and normal people, would be all for it. We wouldn't be like, hell no, we want a progressive taxation and 35% unionization like it was and a 90% top marginal tax rate like we had under that socialist Eisenhower, blah, blah, blah. We would not say that. We would, we would adjust. We would adjust our opinion to new information, not these cult members. We have to fix the facts around the policy, right? We have to adjust our civilization to suit their myths, to suit their, uh, their Frank Luntz talking points. And it's, that's not how a successful civilization runs. Just because you think that, um, uh, the a for-profit system is the best. It doesn't. No, not uh, not everything for profit makes sense, especially your healthcare. Because how much that, we all know this. If you're, what is the most precious commodity that we all have? That is our life, and people will move heaven and earth for another day, for if their loved ones are sick, to to spend time with those who who we already have a limited amount of time with. So then uh, you that's why it's really unconscionable to stand in between someone's chance at another day and say, I'm sorry, I'm taking 20% off the top here, or you're not uh, profitable, so, oh well, I guess you have to live. It's disgusting. And what does it say about, uh, so uh, then the, of course, you had that, that guy in, in the video saying, uh, my insurance was $267 a month before Obamacare, and now it's this, and it's 400 and I have to pay $7,000 for, well, thanks to Republicans, because you, just because you paid $267 a month doesn't mean you had insurance. You, that, that one of the problems with the American for-profit money or your life healthcare was that when you, when you actually got sick and you went to the hospital, you found out that this wasn't covered or, or your chemo wasn't covered or your prescription wasn't covered or whatever that, um, or hospital stays weren't covered. They're, they're, uh, it's called a junk policy which is exactly what the Republicans are implementing again. Why, why, why would anybody want to buy that? It, so Obamacare, what Obamacare did was put in certain regulations that if you're selling insurance, you know, 
it has to have certain essential benefits. So this idiot who says I was paying $267 a month, he's paying, um, I, I'd really like to see that policy. I, I highly doubt it was anything worth the, uh, what we have under Obamagate, where you could go to the doctor, where you have to have, uh, where preventative care is completely covered 100%. This was to stop uh, the American people from getting the, from, from showing up at the, uh, to the emergency room when it's too late. That's what happens, because not only do we not have a, we, we have to work our asses off, you know, everybody's driving their Uber and, and they can't take a day off because they don't have benefits and uh, you don't work, you don't get paid. So you get sick and, oh, well, that, what's that lump? I guess I'll, I will pray and hope for the best. And then you show up at the emergency room and it's far too late to do anything about it. Or it's beyond critical and you're, uh, and that's why healthcare is so expensive here. And why we have partly, why we have the worst outcomes because people just don't go to the doctor. So Republican, I mean, so Obamacare was, uh, supposed, was partly, um, trying to rectify that by making your, uh, by ma preventative medicine completely covered to, to, uh, incentivize people to go, to go to the doctor, to finally go. And, uh, but anyway, so, uh, I love this, um, and then when the woman says how, she had a serious surgery and it was paid. She only had to pay a thousand dollars. I mean, in every other country, that's even unheard of that you have to pay a thousand. You're thankful you only have to pay a grand and a half or whatever, which is, you know, a lot of money to a lot of people. And, um, it's still, is it setback? So yeah, it's not, it's not $22,000. It's not $30,000. Yeah. And, but, um, it's still, uh, all over the world, they look at us with, uh, side eyes, really, because that's, they find that kind of ridiculous. The, to, to be grateful that you only have to pay a thousand dollars. Yeah, I guess it's better than nothing, but, uh, I mean, it's better than, uh, what, what the alternative is. But, and I, uh, in most countries, even a copay, they're talking about copay, co-insurance, who, who, who has time for this? I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to, uh, live here. I, you know, I don't need to be stressed out by bills and wondering about, um, co-pays, co-insurance, deductibles. Who needs this shit? I want to, I, you know, I just want to get better for Christ's sake. This is what you need when you're, when you're sick. You know, I, you don't need it. That you really don't, but, uh, it's so this this country can't seem to get it together and honestly um it is partly i believe because of racism uh there is of course um republicans and you know, a lot of a lot of like that white guy right there of course you know it's all about him uh but he i'm uh, partly the, the problem with Republicans is that they don't want to share. They don't want to be in a system that has brown people in it. And they would rather it's, and, and you could see this is evidence even by the way that the Republican party is targeting their, their base, quote unquote, their dupes. 
but with their tweets, getting trying to get people out to vote, but and uh, by by saying that Democrats want illegals to get to to have health care, right? Illegals, uh, as and it's like, oh, heaven forbid, I don't want if illegals are going to have health care. I don't want it either. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, talk about how much do you have to hate yourself to uh, to not see how stupid you are. To be like, oh, uh, an illegal is getting health care? Well, I guess I don't want it either. Um, so these Republicans, this is the Times, um, be, because they don't have anything to run on in reality. They have no... Uh, they they have nothing to boast about. They have to divide us because if they really had something, why why aren't they running on their tax cut? It's supposed to be so great. This wonderful life changing tax cut for those for for corporations and rich people who didn't need it, who had more money than they could they knew what to do with in the first place. Which is, by the way. Uh, the death knell for democracy. You can't have a concentrated wealth like this. You cannot have a giant gap between rich and poor. And it only got that way by through government policy. It's not because, uh, and this is another thing that drives me nuts about Republicans, how I, and sometimes I'll hear their arguments when I say something, and I'll hear, I know exactly what they're going to say, because I've been arguing with them since zygote. So they, like, if I say, well, how, you know, the rich don't need a, another tax break, they'll say, well, um, well, who are you? Who's the government to take money from the rich? It's their money. Well, no, it isn't, because we are all in this together. They ride our our roads. They use an economy that we put together, our court system, our, they, they use that to, to solidify their contracts. They have workers who are, who have been educated through our public education system. Uh, I, I could go on. They're, they're, nobody is an island. And then they have to sell to we the people. And those who have money, they have money to buy their shitty products. Because they they are earning a living wage in an, in our economy that we set up yeah, that works you know supposedly for everybody so this this is how I I I just can't stand the um, average working person who votes Republican and says it says things like that because it's like it it goes to show you that propaganda works. They're these Fox News victims. Now, how is this guy who, who says, oh, my insurance was uh, 100 or 200 and something dollars a month and blah, blah, blah. Now it's a lot of money. And so that, that fat fuck wants, he doesn't give a shit if uh, before Obamacare, 35 or uh, yeah, I think it was 35,000, at least 35,000 Americans a year would die needlessly because they had no access to care. Doesn't matter. That that dumb fuck is paying two two fifty. He wants to pay two fifty. 
So he doesn't want to be in it with all of us. But he's the first one to whine and cry and say 9-11, 9-11, 9-11 if somebody who is, doesn't, isn't, uh, he, isn't his, you know, Jesus-loving religion. You know he's a Christian, of course. Um, moves to town and, uh, you know what I mean? So these, these people, they don't get it that, um, the just even the fact that the that the Republican Party has to lie so blatantly right now to say that they're protecting people with pre-existing conditions, I, it's the balls on these. They're like a they have such balls like hoppity hops these bastards with uh, to to lie to our faces like that. Do they not think that we have seen them for the last? Uh, years for my entire life? Have they, do they think we don't know who the hell they are? Who gave us health care to begin with? That's the other thing, these Republican freaks. They all hate Obamacare, right? But now they love us protecting pre-existing conditions. Where the hell did that come from? Of course, it came from Obamacare. Before that, and, and, and do they even have the courtesy to say thank you? Thanks, Obama. Thank you for saving my life, for allowing my kid to have health care because they, my kid is diabetic or has cancer or whatever. How many times have we heard this story? But, you know, um, of course, Republicans, they're all, all of the sudden, they're all for protecting people with pre-existing conditions. They're not even protecting people with pre-existing ignorance. They're not only protect, they, they don't give a shit. If you, if you're sick and you can't work, what, who, go away and die. Go away. You, if you can't get to the and vote for those idiots or, you know, you're a nothing to them. What have they ever done? What has a Republican ever done for a working class stiff? Nothing except make your life worse. And also, in, in the meantime, make you stupid and ignorant and hateful to hate people that are brown, that these, these vulnerable migrants that are coming to this country because they're fleeing the failed state that we helped create. And this vile, this vile fascist is standing up there talking about them like they're that like right out of the Nazi playbook calling them everything everything but a human being they're uh, and just the language that they use like catch and release uh, it's the language of it's complete dehumanization how many steps from that from calling them vermin with disease this is exactly what the Nazis did with the Jews there are, there are, you can Google it right now on Yahoo, not Yahoo, wherever, it doesn't matter, Google it, where, um, Google it on Yahoo, uh, on uh, YouTube, I meant to say, where the, the videos of, uh, the Nazis comparing the Jews to rats, what is the difference between what, what Twitler's saying and what's, uh, what the, what the Nazis said about the Jews? That didn't start. They didn't go right from the Jews or vermin to the the death camps. There were a few steps in between. But how many steps is it till we are? Uh, I mean, we're already building camps at the border. 
And then they're sending troops. I, I mean, honestly, I was in the National Guard to be activated to go. I don't know if they're sending regular army, but I think they are actually, or or the national. I think actually, maybe I'm wrong because I, I pulled an article about it, and I'll I'll talk about it. But we only have five minutes to the break, so I didn't want to really get into it. But they um, are. Um, they're, because every day the number changes, right? So Twitler is saying he's sending 5,000 troops, and then it's 15,000. For what? To stop these exhausted, vulnerable pe the people who are fleeing for their lives. That what, what a difference would, it would be if we opened the door to them and said, you are safe. You are home. Of course, you give them, uh, you give them a hearing. You give them the the process to seek asylum. You don't send troops and say, if uh, somebody throws a rock, we're gonna shoot you. How small and weak have we become with that monster at the helm? It's. Uh, I never thought, for all of the years that I've been railing against Republicans, I never thought they would go this low. It's shocking how fast uh, fascism takes hold. It really is. We've been warning about it, and here it is. There is no doubt. There is no, there really is no difference. So I don't want to hear, oh, well, we don't have death camps. Well, they're, they're building camps, and people have died, and yeah, there's not a systematic um, machine to murdering people, but how, how, where does it go? How, how, where, where will this fascism end in this country? We have literal hate-mongering, weak-ass, greed-centered ghouls, and then you have corporations that don't seem to give a shit, that it doesn't matter. They're getting a tax break. They're getting deregulation. They're able to dump their shit into our streams. So what does it matter if a few migrants, uh, you know, get shot or whatever? Uh, it doesn't, uh, it, that is fascism. That is exactly what happened. You know, when Hitler built the Autobahn, there were cheers and, and hey, finally, Germany is great again. We're back to work, right? And they, they applauded him. The, you know, so, uh, I don't, the, the good thing is, and well, I mean, it's good and bad, but the fact is, it's, it was the same. Hitler never had a majority, uh, support of the, of the German people. He, it was, uh, kind of the same as, as it was here, as it is here, where the majority of the American people, they didn't vote for this Twitler asshole. But they, when I see statistics that they're saying that, oh, well, uh, Trump's approval rating is 40% or whatever, 40, how is the 44%? 44? Are you, are you kidding me? And that's the same, like the same people, like that idiot who says, well, I was paying $250 before. And now I'm paying this. Well, guess what? You're just because you have a card that says insurance doesn't mean it's worth the paper it's printed on. So I could sell you a car that's made of cardboard. It's not, uh, you can't take it cross country. You can't take it around the corner. So there's, um, there, um, it's, I'm shocked, honestly, to how easily led my, my fellow Americans have been 
or are. It's really, and then, and honestly, it really is the failure of, uh, well, I mean, it's the perfect storm. We've been up against racism, ignorance, uh, propaganda, and what do you expect? Uh, it's, in order to have a functioning democracy, you have to have a an education system where we share a common story. I always say this. It is, and they Republicans have completely attacked that and broke it down because they don't like democracy. And really, that is the theme for every single show, uh, for every single Tower Buster. That's that's really the theme because it's true. Republicans don't like democracy. So they're dismantling it. All right. Uh, all right, guys. I'm going to take a break. It's 7 o'clock. And I, it's just a standard old video. Standard old. Nothing. Um, I was trying to uh, put together. I, I just ran out of time. I wanted to. Whatever. It's basically just the green. Not just. It's not uh, a clip from a video or anything. It's Green News Report from Brad and Desi and Labor History in Two. And I'll be back in about eight minutes. My name is Tara Devlin. We are in the home stretch for the midterms. Hopefully next week we'll we'll be able to have a nice uh I don't know, victory show, but hopefully not knock on whatever that is. And I will see you in about eight minutes. My name is Tara Devlin. See you soon. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. Brazil has elected a new president. Election of far-right Jair Bolsonaro has grave implications for the Amazon and climate change. Plus... Big oil has raised $26 million to fight this initiative. Energy and the environment are on the November 6th ballot with landmark propositions in several states. All of those landmarks and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Who cares about global warming? Wake me up when it's America. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, remember when this time of year on the Green News Report we would do uh, green tips for Halloween? <laughs> yes, the good old days. Those were the days, weren't they? What do you have for us today? Well, first up, in Brazil, environmental groups, human rights groups, and civil justice organizations are sounding the alarm over the election of extreme right-wing politician Jair Bolsonaro to the Brazilian presidency on Sunday. As well they should. Bolsonaro promised to enact sweeping changes to the country's political, economic, social, and environmental order, and his rule has drastic implications for the Amazon rainforest and its indigenous communities. He has suggested he would privatize and industrialize the rainforest to open it up to international agriculture, mining, and logging industries. Accelerating the destruction of the Amazon will have profound impacts on the fight to curb global warming. 
Bolsonaro has also suggested that, like President Trump, he intends to pull Brazil out of the United Nations Paris Climate Agreement. Oh, great. Donald Trump finally found a friend, a far-right new leader of the largest country in the Southern Hemisphere. Here in the U.S., the environment is on the November 6th ballot with numerous statewide initiatives. In Alaska, Ballot Measure 1 seeks to protect the state's revered wild salmon fisheries, the most prolific in the world, from the powerful oil and mining industries. In Colorado, residents frustrated with current state law allowing fracking near homes hope to pass Proposition 112, which would require oil and gas drilling and its accompanying noise and air pollution to be at least 2,500 feet from homes and schools and hospitals. But big oil has pumped millions of dollars into the state to defeat the proposition, claiming that it will put too much of the state off limits to drilling. There is no way that the people and a lot of times it's citizen initiatives on the ballot here, that those people can possibly go up against big oil when, you know, ExxonMobil makes $1 million every two minutes. In Florida, offshore drilling is on the ballot. It's already banned in state waters and is wildly unpopular because it threatens Florida's prized beaches that support its billion-dollar tourism industry. After Republicans in the Florida State House voted to overturn the ban several years ago, opponents said they realized Amendment 9 is necessary to enshrine the ban in the state's constitution to make it harder for Republicans to reverse it. Good. We'll see if it passes. You have to get something like 60% in Florida for a constitutional amendment. In Nevada. Both sides of the argument agree renewables need to exist in Nevada, but they disagree on the pace and extent of our future renewable energy portfolio. Question six would double the state's minimum requirement for electric utilities to get their energy from renewable sources. The new renewable portfolio standard would require utilities to generate 50% of their electricity from renewables like solar by 2030. Nice. In California, Proposition 6 is backed by Republican lawmakers who hope to repeal a 2017 increase to the state's gasoline tax, which has generated billions of dollars in revenue to pay for much-needed infrastructure, bridge, and road repairs. Opponents charge that the initiative is really only intended to goose turnout among Republican voters. So they want to do away with this gas tax to fix roads and bridges because, you know, roads and bridges will fix themselves. Finally, voters in Washington state will get a chance to implement the nation's first statewide carbon tax on the biggest polluters. Vox.com energy writer David Roberts explained on a recent broadcast, Initiative 1631 has a plan to shelter low-income electricity ratepayers. Remember, they're investing all the revenue in cleaning the state up. And 30% of all that investment has to be targeted at vulnerable and low-income communities. So it's entirely possible to construct a carbon tax that doesn't hurt low-income and middle-income people. It's entirely possible. Not only doesn't hurt low- and middle-income people, it helps them and helps everyone at the same time. Everyone, I guess. Except for the oil and gas companies? Yeah, the oil industry so far has poured more than $26 million into defeating this carbon tax proposal. For now, it's free to pollute, and the fossil fuel industry wants to keep it that way. Of course they do. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Don't forget to vote. 
This has been your Green News Report. Let's work together. Come on, come on, let's work together. Please help progressive voices support the Green News Report by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1982. That was the day that 11 women graduated from the New York City Fire Academy. They were the first women firefighters ever to serve in the city of New York since the department was founded in 1865. The inclusion of women firefighters did not come easily in New York. In 1977, for the first time, women were allowed to apply to be firefighters. Although many women had passed the written part of the exam, they were continually denied employment because they failed the physical test. The women sued citing discrimination. One of the leaders of the suit was applicant Brenda Berman. The federal district court in Brooklyn sided with the women. Not everyone was happy about the decision. A group of demonstrators came to City Hall before the graduation with signs reading, quote, I want to be saved by firemen. The Uniformed Firefighters Association also challenged the ruling. They tried to block the ceremony in the courts, arguing that training requirements had been changed to accommodate the women. Despite the legal challenges, the ceremony went on as scheduled. In his speech, Mayor Ed Koch said, quote, as all of us have known all along, bravery and valor know no sex. After the graduation, the controversy over women firefighters continued. The women often faced sexual harassment on the job and vilification on the editorial pages of the city's newspapers. Bumper stickers reading, quote, don't send a girl to do a man's job could be seen on the car bumpers of many male firefighters and at the city's firehouses. The women firefighters stood up to the harassment, testifying before the city council and holding street demonstrations to bring awareness to the discrimination. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for sticking around. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we're rebroadcast on Progressive Voices starting 6 p.m. Sunday, anytime on the Progressive Voices app. We are also on GDPR Revolution 99. You should bookmark that. That It's another great eclectic podcast podcast. Uh, with a lot of awesome liberal content. And what else? Do me a favor, uh, buy some merch, of course. Merchant, that's the new cool way to say merchandise. And I have to keep cool. And uh, also, anybody who donates, I guess of over $10, I'll say. I've been being, I've been generous. I've, I've been, when people donate, if it's less than 20, I've just been sending them anyway. This, Delicious. Keep calm and join the resistance. Window cling. That's cute. That's Francis Jr. Jr. He's around here somewhere. He's, in my, he's probably sleeping. He doesn't know. What a, what a world to live in, right? With a cat who, or any animal. They, they, they're blissfully unaware that there is a Trump, that there's fascism, that there's a, there's a disgusting waste of human DNA in the White House. And there's a family of cons, of con, 
of an entire family of grifters. And that's, that is fascism in a nutshell. They, they have to be grifters they, in order to convince their dupes to go along with their scams. They have to believe bullshit, constant lies. If, and that's how you know Republicans, they hate the, they hate their base. They hate the people that support them. They laugh at them. See, I don't laugh at them. I pity them. I feel bad for them. You see, the, the thing about the Republican Party, they always one. there's so many things that I, uh, you know, hate. You know, we say the thing about, something I hate besides everything is that they, they talk about, oh, liberal tears. This is why we, we want to upset the liberals. That, that's how you know you're not fit. There's something wrong with you. If your entire agenda is based on making somebody cry, you, you, and you want to drink those tears, this, I, we, we call that a sick person, right? I, that is somebody that needs to be in a mental institution, away, away from society. Somebody that is like, that's the warning signs of like a serial killer or something. Oh, I, I really got off on her tears. I wanted to drink her tears. Wouldn't you be like, um, no, that person should not represent me in Congress, right? Um, wouldn't you be like, oh, well, at least uh, we have Obamacare and malignant narcissism is no longer a pre-existing condition and that sick, sad jerk-off can get help. But you wouldn't elect them to the highest office in the land. You wouldn't be like, that's my guy. He's just like me. I want to meet him for a beer. And, um, hello, you, first of all, and that's the other thing. So when liberals, when we're out there fighting for the rights of everybody, we're also fighting for those morons. The, the idiots that are saying, oh, we want our pre-existing condition, uh, protection. And it's exactly like FDR said, uh, when he was, he said, where he mocked the Republicans, he said, how, I don't have the clip ready, but they, how, uh, they say, of course we believe in social security. Of course we believe in work for the unemployed. That was what he was talking about, like the WPA. Of course we believe in these things. We cross our hearts and hope to die. Uh, we just don't like the way the current administration is doing them. Just hand them over to us. We can do more of them. We will do all of it better, and it won't cost anybody anything. That's them. That's them right now. This is exactly what the that FDR warned us about. Of course, just hand it over to us. Of course we believe in pre-existing conditions and protecting them, even though we've never done a goddamn thing to protect them. And we fought to the nail and we actually had a party in the goddamn White House garden when we, when we repealed them in the house and we laughed and laughed and danced and laughed on your graves. But we will protect them now, right? Even though we've done everything, even though we're in a lawsuit right now and uh, numerous states are fighting to overturn your protections for pre-existing conditions. And even though as we speak, we're selling junk plans again, just like the kind of plans that put us in the position to begin with, the, uh, in, a, in a position to needing Obamacare in the first place. You see, if the, 
freaking free effing market, which is supposed to be this mythical free market, fair, fantasy fairyland, uh, riding in with unicorns and rainbows for everybody, if the mythical free market was so wonderful, it would have taken care of it in the first place. We wouldn't have children who hit their lifetime caps before they hit puberty. And then, oh well, I guess you'll be seeing Jesus soon. Right? Uh, we're Americans. America. We'll, uh, we'll pray for you. We'll pray. Uh, God, I, I just can't stand it. So that's the thing. So when they're saying, oh, you love your liberal tears, I look at that and I say, you know what? That is just another example how mentally, morally, spiritually unfit these people are to function in a democratic society. They, they have to be, they, they need to be removed from power. You see, they're not fit to have power in order to function. And it's not, I mean, they're not just functioning. They need, uh, you know, I mean, they're these Republican these the Republican party is in power. They don't, they can't handle it. They're not meant to be a majority party. As you see, every time they get their bony, greed-centered fingers around the neck of power, they squeeze the life out of us. And all over this globe, they are dragging us down to a level that we thought we eradicated. All those people that died fighting the Nazis, would, the, uh, would, did they die for nothing? They have a nerve, these, these scumbags, right? These Republicans, to prop up this monster, this fascist freak. And they say, oh, well, isn't that unfortunate when he, he tweets something else out? Oh, that's so unfortunate. Isn't it, though? Well, and uh, Jeff Flake will furrow his brow and look very concerned, but they'll go along with the monster, won't they? And what will, when, when will there be a reckoning? Because believe me, there will be. You see, they, the fascists might find power. They might get a hold of, a, of this civilization, of the world. In fact, this, the world is, is veering to the right because there's so much hate in this world. And they are cultivating it like a farmer cultivates his field. That's what they're doing. They're cultivating hate. So they, um, oh, is it buffering like crazy? Fuck. I'm sorry. But anyway, they, uh, I don't know what to do about it. I really don't. I don't know what to do. Anyway, uh, so I just lost my train of thought after I saw that. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's annoying. I know it is. What will I do? I'll have to, I'll have to do some research into this. I believe I'm at a loss to know why it does that because i i have the most expensive co uh, connection and all that and everything and i just don't know what else i can do and i have it it's one stream going out being restreamed so uh close some windows eh, maybe i'm not really using a lot of windows you're right but i'll do that um anyway all right now that i lost my train of thought I will, let's play something. Let's see. Um, oh yeah, well, there's so many things to talk about. That's why there's, it's never a shortage of Republican dirty tricks. As I'm saying, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not even slowing down what Republicans, what, what they're doing. They don't give a shit. They thought, so Trump is 
Trump is now saying he's a nationalist. They don't care. And then, th then that week, the uh, we have Jews murdered at synagogue, and we're supposed to think that Trump has nothing to do with this, even though he's he's saying he's a nationalist. What is a nationalist? This is another moron that doesn't have. Uh, and honestly, it's he knows what he's doing, and it's the dog whistles are gone. This guy has a bullhorn, and the the offense of that for, and for all the republicans to go along with him even after he's saying that there are there's no low too low this is what the uh you know when we were talking about the the, the nazis right in during world war Two, there there were so many corporations that continue to do work with the nazis they don't give a shit as long as those people they didn't care they were using slave labor that people were disappearing that they not e even before that 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 started that the Nazis built their their base on the hatred of Jews and the hatred of communists and the other and whoever they were targeting but that's that's where it started with it was the Nazis were their rivals well the Jews of course and the communists which were often inter the one and the same so the, uh, according to them and uh, it didn't matter as they built their military machine. Uh, a lot of American corporations went along with it, and the, some of these corporations are still around, as as we know. Uh, well, Hugo Boss made those pretty snappy-looking uniforms for the Nazis, you know, because you got to look your best when you're when you're a fascist, right? You have to uh, when you're walking around and picnicking in the death camps. That's what they did. That, that's how disgusting they are. The, and I know for a fact, see, that this is what is so chilling about this time, that the, you know that, the, uh, that they, they would do the same thing. When I see Kellyanne Conway, I think that uh, given the right circumstances, because she's a liar, she would, she would be, I, 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 when I saw her the other day, actually, I, I'm going to play this video, where she was lying, saying that it was religion, that late night hosts are mocking religion. This is why we have, uh, why this white nationalist went into uh, a synagogue and murdered uh, 11 people. It's, 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 that is a complete lie. So, so she's saying that this guy was went in there murdering because of religion. Oh, he just didn't like religious people. You see, trying to link us, uh, trying to link liberals, let's say, because as if, according to the Republicans, liberals don't like religion. What we, what it's not about not liking religion. We like freedom of religion, which means freedom from religion, which is exactly the kind of system the founders fought a revolution to and trust to us. That's what these freaks don't want their morons to understand. But so, so, so she goes on, uh, you know, the Trump TV and lies. So let me, let me just play this. Hold on. Ainsley, and I know you understand this uh, very well. The anti-religiosity in this country, that it's so, somehow in vogue and funny to make fun of anybody of faith, to constantly be making fun of people who express religion, the late night comedians, the unfunny uh, people on TV shows, 
It's always anti-religious. And remember, these people were gunned down in their place of worship, right. as were the people in South Carolina several years ago. Mm-hmm. And they were there because they're people of faith, and it's that faith that needs to bring us together. This is no time to be driving right. God out of the public square. Right. No we time to be making fun of people. That's right. right. You say that's it's it's a complete lie. That is not why that uh, there was a a murdering of Jews in the synagogue that because of anti religiosity. The this is not only are these Republicans not doing anything about the problem; they are exacerbating it by continuously lying, and it's. What the hell else do we have to see to understand what we're up against? That they, that we're, that this Tuesday is the decisive moment in our lives. That look at what we are up against. They are liars. They don't care. They don't want to fix the problem. This is the feature in everything that they've, they've been wor- working towards. They like this divided society. They want it. They are in cahoots with Putin. Okay, they are because he's cultivating a a uh, the, the, a, a civilization, an American civilization uh, that is at each other's throats for a reason, just as they are, because they need us divided. Because if we ever got together and understood who our uh, our enemies truly were. That they, it's the people at the top, like the Trumps and the, and, uh, like all of the Republicans that prop him up. They are the ones that, uh, that, you know, I think about history that when history looks back at this time, they're not going to look, the, the future generations aren't going to look back and be like, well, that was so amazing how that, that Trump really did make America great by, um, sending 15,000 National Guardsmen down to target their weapons on babies that were fleeing violence. Um, I don't think so. Uh, they History is going to revile them even more than the normal people of the present do. And so, and as, even as um, people are murdered, and the one good thing, I, I mean, just think how how unprecedented it is that Trump, when he went to Philadelphia to, to, even though he wasn't invited, they told him, get the hell out. We don't want you here. Um, the fact that that's, that was a controversial thing in, in a time of national mourning when a, for a president to, to, uh, to show up and, and the people say, get the hell out of here. We don't want you. They have a, to have a protest about this because the, he is the one causing the problem. He's the reason. The The fact is the Republicans were the ones that activated this freak. Oh, screw your optics. I'm going in. Going in where? There was a woman, a 97-year-old woman who survived the Holocaust only to get shot in this freak-ass country, in this racist-ass country. So she lived all her years to be murdered here in the in a country that supposedly saved Europe from fascism for for what so we can build it here and that is the most like the most offensive to think about this woman and what she went through 
to live her hell, and then she had to come here to get murdered by somebody who hates Jews? I mean, it's just sickening. And then Trump goes out there, and he's proud. He's a nationalist. I'm a national? Oh, you're not supposed to say it. You know, it's kind of out of fashion. Well, it's out of fashion, just like the freaking Hitler mustache is out of fashion. And it, And I never thought, for all of the years that I said that the Republicans are fascists, and they are, uh, um, I, I never thought I would hear a Republican, any, anybody, a Republican president, representative, whatever, a Republican mailman say, yeah, I'm a nationalist, because uh, they have no, he's got no clue. But honestly, I think that's not really true. He, he doesn't have a clue. He knows what he's doing. He knows, I, I don't really think that he understands the far-reaching implications of that word. But he thinks it gets a rise out of people. It's sort of like the liberal tears thing. But so, yeah, he's here's Trump calling himself a nationalist. No longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. We reject the ideology of globalism and we embrace the doctrine of patriotism. They call globalists. Uh, they like they like the globe. I like the globe, too. I like the globe, too, but we have to take care of our people. We have to. Globalists. <laughs> a globalist is a person that wants the globe to do well, frankly, not caring about our country so And you know what? We can't have that. You know, they have a word. It sort of became old-fashioned. It's called a nationalist. And I say, really, we're not supposed to use that word. You know what I am? I'm a nationalist, okay? I'm a nationalist. And look at those people behind him. That's what I do when I when I am unfortunate enough to see Twitler at one of his Nuremberg rallies. I look at the crowd around him, and I any any given any time, and uh, you could just put them back in time at the at the Nuremberg rallies in Germany. There is no doubt in my mind. Why is that woman? There's a woman in there with a cowboy hat. Uh, when he says, well, you know what, it's gone, the nationalist has been old fashioned. Oh, you know what, I'm a nationalist. And she's cheering. What the hell are you cheering about, moron? I mean, she looks old enough to know that, uh, I, if, I don't know how old she is, but she looks like she knew at least some people that fought in World War II, that maybe she even knew people who died in World War II, and she's there cheering this fascist green, green, this orange, green, green as greed, greedy money, uh, this, this, this con man who is stirring up hate and division, uh, um, and calling himself a nationalist, like Hitler. It's so disgusting, and, uh, so, what else, I wanted to, the, uh, Here's uh, Steve Schmidt, who I love that he, I mean, honestly, he gave us, he helped give us Sarah Palin, but he's got away with words. Hold on. What we are seeing, just as we saw young, displaced, evil, or sick, or just plain losers be radicalized by ISIS, we are seeing the same thing in the United States right now. These two losers, these two sick people, these two evil people, three evil people, being radicalized by this right-wing propaganda industry. 
And that's exactly what it is. This whole caravan in the last week of the election is a giant lie. This is Trump's Reichstag fire. Yeah. It is a lie. And that the United States military, the most powerful armed force in the world, would be deployed at a brigade size unit level to the southern border to stop this caravan, which is a thousand miles away and made up of women and children. The insinuations that it's filled with terrorists and Middle Easterners. 40% of the country has opted into an alternate reality. We have to wake up in this country and understand the danger that this presents to all of us. We can't put our heads in the sand. Kellyanne Conway despicably today goes on national television and she said, well, this shooter's motives were because there's an anti-religious sentiment. No, ma'am. The propaganda industry that she commands with the vile president that she serves, abetted by Mark Levin and Rush Limbaugh and Breitbart and Newsbusters and Judicial Watch and all the rest of them, have blood on their hands for the incitements that they have made that have triggered and radicalized these crazy people. It is deliberate in intent. He scapegoats minority populations. He alleges conspiracies. He creates a sense of shared and virtuous victimhood, positions himself as the avenger, and there is no cost too high yeah. so long as it benefits his narcissism, so long as it benefits him politically. Isn't that, I, I, that is succinct in a nutshell, exactly what he's, what he's doing. And for Republicans to go along with it, not just the morons, I'm talking about the Republicans in power, they should know better, not all of them, because some of them are morons too. A lot of morons are in the Republican Party, like, uh, what's his name, Louis Gomer. He's not that, he's not that smart. Um, Steve King, another, another Nazi. They have a literal Nazi who, uh, the other day, uh, the, he was uh, asked, basically, wh why, um, what's the difference between his ideology and the ideology of the murderer who walked into the synagogue and killed and murdered 11 people? And instead of answering the question, because they, if you look at the statements of both Steve King and this murderer, you, you could not tell the difference. Who said what? They are, he holds that ideology. And they're just, um, just because he hasn't taken it to its most destructive uh, conclusion, Steve King, I, I, you know, you can argue Steve King does a lot of damage of, on his own th th to be in a position of power to spread that hate against, um, and, and I don't care, you know, it's, uh, they say, well, how can Twitler be anti-Semitic? He's got uh, uh, his daughter converted to Judaism, his son-in-law, Stephen Miller. The, um, it doesn't matter. You don't have to, um, you know, they, of course, Republicans always say that they, they don't like the, the politics of, uh, what is it? What do they call it? Um, the, you know, personal, I, I can't remember. Somebody will remind me what they call it. The, but they, but they are, that's what they engage in. It doesn't matter that Stephen Miller is a Jew. 
he is just as vile. In fact, even more so. He should have more of a historical... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, somebody's writing about Francis Jr. Jr. Yeah, um, but he should have... It doesn't matter. It's like they had Jews who were give who gave up fellow the the people in the resistance because they're trying to save their own hide. There were Jewish um, they called them the Sonder Commandos in the concentration camp that got a little bit more privilege while they ushered their fellow Jews into the into the their death right and they uh, so it's. That's really a, a hollow argument. It's almost like they, I remember during the Bush administration, as they attacked gay people again and came out with this constitutional amendment. I remember that day watching Bush on the, on the lawn. Who get, he, they broke into the news and Bush was giving an announcement on the White House lawn saying that they were going to move forward and propose a constitutional amendment that marriage is a, a sacred union between a man and a woman. I could not believe what I was watching. That a, uh, but it, it didn't matter that Dick Cheney's daughter is gay. They don't give a shit. Their ultimate idol is greed, power, and selfish interest. So Stephen Miller, there is something fundamentally wrong with that vile fascist. So he, I mean, he's just as bad as any fascist that you could imagine. The, the speeches that this person gives, and you know that he's calling himself a nationalist, um, that's coming right out of Stephen Miller. Uh, the things that he says, talking about the caravan and uh, how they're bringing disease, that if this collaborator, if he had any uh, self-respect, he wouldn't. They wouldn't be in the Trump administration. That's the problem. They wouldn't. Uh, they would be gone. Any anybody with a with a tiny sliver of self respect is not involved in this in, in, in that institution because they're um, so just just them being there says all we need to know about who they are. You know, it's true. So because you uh, the, the Republican Party has a literal con man as a standard bearer. And it doesn't matter that, um, I, I, that the reality, he he's tearing this country apart for his own personal gain. It's just as it didn't matter when Trump, uh, I mean, when you think about how Trump, how Trump and his family made their, their millions, right? So they had the father, the father, he was just a, another uh, real estate. Uh, he actually made some money, and had his children were. Uh, they're they're not these great business people. I mean, that's just the myth. They all latched on to daddy's fortune like uh, like parasites, and they their their business model is fraud. So they came up with companies. So they made these shell companies to funnel money into their own pockets. So how could they get money out of daddy's company and not pay taxes? That was their, that was their business. Coming up with a way to scam the, the, uh, we the people. So they, don't want, they didn't want to pay their share, their fair share. 
of money that they didn't make. These were their these are they're nothing but trust fund brats looking at ways to not have to give a you know their their due to the civilization that prop the, props them up. So they came up with they made these shell companies and the, to funnel money and, and they they would inflate invoices to daddy's company. So they'd make up make up products and, and and inflate the invoices and but that's not even the worst of it. The the most egregious part of it is that they use those inflated invoices to then justify rent increases in the in the buildings that they were operating for those who were in these buildings that had that were on fixed incomes and whatnot, people who were in rent control departments, they use these completely falsified invoices to justify an increase in rent. So that's their business model. And it didn't it, it wasn't lost on the rest of the their children, on the next generation, because Ivanka and Don Jr. and Eric, they learn the family business. And that family business is fraud. They are nothing but gangsters, these freaks. This is why Trump, he, he's a P.T. Barnum. That's what they call him, the P.T. Barnum. He's not a, a real, estate, real estate developer. There, there are real estate developers here in New York, but they, he's not one of them. They don't hang out with him. He's a joke. They, uh, so Ivanka, the same thing. She would inflate, uh, in fact, they were selling, um, they were selling some, uh, apartments in one of their shitty buildings and they, Ivanka went around telling investors, oh, well, 90% of these apartments are already sold, trying to inflate their, trying to get these suckers to, it, it, it's like any scam, you know, that any flim flam man would go from town to town, some snake oil salesman, that's what she was saying, oh, well, the 90% of these apartments are already sold. So your investment safe. So the, so people would, in, they want, she's trying to incite or in, in, not incite, entice uh, an investment. In fact, 0% of the apartments were sold. So they, um, uh, and all the people that, that, that came forward, it, they lost money because this apartment that this, you know, daddy's little grifter was peddling, ne never got built. That is what the Trumps do. Uh, they're, they're nothing but succubuses who have latched on. Now they've latched on to the federal treasury. And by the time they're done with us, we are going to be a smoking s husk of uh, what we once were. This country is being taken for a ride like we have never been uh, i sound like trump everything is we it's a <laughs> like it's never been before that's that's another thing that i can't stand about him how he's everything is the biggest the uh, we've never seen it before it's as giant as it's ever been I, I i'm sure that's what he said to stormy daniels you've never seen the this uh uh, uh this you know, mushroom, I guess. Uh, I'm sorry, people. I, don't, I hope you're not eating. You've never seen, because apparently what Stormy Daniels said was that he has a smaller than average penis, and it's actually a very unusual looking penis. So, whatever.
not that I'm an, I'm no connoisseur, you know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, I, I don't, so I can't say, thankfully, out of personal experience. But anyway, it's ridiculous where we're living. And so he's sending these, uh, I wish it was just ridiculous, right? When I said that, I, I'm like, it's not, it's really not a laughing matter. It's, I wish I could laugh as much as I'm in anxiety about it. I wish I, when I watch shows like Stephen Colbert or, um, whatever, you know, like shows, um, you know, like last, what is that called? Last week tonight, I watched that show and I, I do admire them because they're able to laugh. I mean, they do have a team of writers, but I, I don't really laugh at this. This is more serious it's even though it is funny and we try to keep it light i'm more like uh i'm not really keeping it light i don't think it's sort of um we're not i i'm really kind of um uh, panicked about it but not panicked to the point of par of being paralyzed i i'm sort of like i do feel like there is still hope and if anything um i mean i guess we'll have to see next week I'm completely nervous about Tuesday, only because having lived through the 2016 election, and we saw what happened, where that Nate Silver, and I remember on the Huffington Post, they're like, 90%, uh, there was a 90% chance that Hillary was going to win. The fact is, she did win. Um, she received the most votes. And if not for the gerrymandering, the voter suppression, and the dirty tricks of the Republican Party, we wouldn't be here. That's and, and when you think about how the Republicans know that, too. Lindsey Graham knows that. Uh, Chuck Grassley knows that. They know that they received fewer votes all around. They, in fact, they probably know more. They don't care. They would rather have power than um, they would have dignity. They, they don't, I mean, that just goes to show you who they are. And this is why, personally, you know, I think the, the, most, uh, the most important thing we have to do um, is get money out of politics. One, that, is, that's the, that is the root of all evil. Ultimately, it doesn't matter what we do. Every, um, even taking care of people with pre-existing conditions, all those things are nothing but band-aids on bleeding arteries. When we don't get to the root of the problem, we're, we're going to continuously sink lower. Um, ultimately, when we get power, that's one of the things we're going to have to do. And, and I do think it's going there because you could see it right now, j just in the fact how Democrats, one of the, one of their, um, boasting, one of the, their points of pride in many Democratic candidates is that they're not taking corporate money or super PAC money. I mean, and think about what kind of a, what kind of a democracy has a super PAC? What the hell's a super PAC? What is that? What is a, what what is a donor class? This is what always gets me insane when I'm watching the corporate media, and that's why they're the shows like this are vital. I and I know that you guys recognize that too, because what the hell is a donor class? When I when I'm watching the corporate media, they're all talking about 
whatever, like how a couple weeks ago I played a clip of uh, Chuck Todd, how a little, he did a lighthearted piece on Sheldon Adelson, how the Republicans were trying to nail their, their big whale. This is what he was saying. The, can, um, sort of uh, likening a donation from Sheldon Adelson like they're, they were going after Moby Dick or something, some bullshit, as if that's normal, as if we should have a, our, our, our representatives um, courting billionaires. They shouldn't be courting billionaires. They should be making, um, you know, the roads, uh, having, uh, making us have ha- access to health care, uh, you know, making a civilization that works for all, living wages, no, you know, stuff that they're, that, that makes government run. Uh, it's just the fact that, that we are watching a panel on the corporate media talk about a donor class. Well, the donor class wants, they like Trump, they like his tax cuts, they like, well, you know what, and nobody gets up and says, excuse me, why, what the hell's a donor class? What, what is a donor class doing in a democracy? Is that a democracy when you have a donor class? How dare you say that we're, uh, that there's a donor class and this entire segment isn't about the, how damaged that is, how ridiculous it is for us to be sitting here saying we have a donor class and nobody mentions that that's just like, not a workable recipe for a successful democracy. The whole thing should be about, hey, you know what? This, this is a donor, there's a donor class and that's bullshit. Um, and there you go. But the corporate media, they love it. They love the donor class because, hey, and they love the, they love the division. They love us at each other's throats. You know, rather, here's the other thing that pisses me off rather than the, in, in the corporate media, you know, besides everything, is that um, they don't educate their, the, the, uh, the moron. So we hear all the time, well, the, um, 40% of, the, of uh, dumbasses like Twitler, um, and they think that, the, that he is, you know, whatever that it'll be, uh, he's uh, protecting them from uh, ISIS. But what does it matter what they think if it is not true? You, that is the point of a media. It's not there to continuously just espouse what some moron believes. Uh, they're there to educate and to inform, not to uh, give us a statistic on what some idiot thinks because they're wrapped in a Fox News vortex and they can't get out. It's, uh, and that's the problem with the corporate media. And you know what? It's, uh, the, that's the Telecommunications Act of 1994 or six. And uh, in action, uh, we need to rebuild democracy. When you, you know, when you dismantle it one little piece at a time, it doesn't happen overnight. And, and it's almost like now we don't know. There are generations that, that grow, are grown up. They're already grown up. They're, they're, they're serving in uh, war zones overseas that they never knew a world where we had 50 media corporations 
that uh, that they weren't able to own a newspaper and a radio and a TV station in the same market, then now we have six. They don't know a world that doesn't have a corporate media. They don't know a world of a truly free press, free and independent. And uh, they don't know that world. Now they, they think this is normal. They think that this new fascism, this new corporate oligarchy, where you go and, uh, you know, corporations are intertwined with government, that, uh, that that's just the, the American way. They don't know a world where you didn't have to work three uniquely American jobs to make the same standard of living as your grandparents, right? Or that the you that uh, you know the uh, retirement was uh, for some people you know that was the American dream, but now it's sort of like an impossible dream. And hopefully you'll hit the lottery so you can take a vacation, right? It's uh, th there are the the generations that are that are coming into adulthood. They don't know that world. They don't, that's, but whatever, it's, uh, this is why we're here, um, the, the last frontier of, uh, free speech is the internet, and that's why they're coming after it, so, that's, we need to, you know, that's another thing we need to do, so this is, this is why you don't put fascists in charge, why you don't vote for a damn Jill Stein, you know, because, um, for Hillary, as much as her flaws and all that, she would not have rolled back net neutrality and I, we can go on and we wouldn't be fighting for uh, pre-existing condition protections. In fact, we would be pushing for a public option more than uh, now trying to roll back the gains that we, that we made, that people put their asses on the line to, to, to move us forward and, uh, you know, it keeps we we now have to uh two steps forward, ten steps back, right? It's exhausting. This is why we're exhausted. But anyway, I went I actually got my hair cut the other day and I I was talking to the girl who was washing my hair and she's you know, like a millennial, a young she's like twenty or something. And I'm like, Oh, you're gonna vote? And she said, No and I and I can't believe it, right? So there, but there was the, the good news is there was another girl there who was kind of the same age and she got, jumped on her case and we were, we, we were, we both were jumping on her case about it. But that's, um, when, uh, when you have young people that aren't, that they think, oh, it doesn't matter. I get, I guess I get it. Um, and, but that is what the Republicans want. That's what the people in power want. If, Voting didn't matter. They wouldn't work so hard to prevent from to prevent people from from doing it. It wouldn't matter. They would, everybody vote, whatever, go for it. But it, that's how much it matters that they're working overtime to make sure that people can't do it. And you know, when you don't vote, when you willingly uh, just acquiesce to your own oppression, there's nothing sadder than that. It's really stupid, frankly, and um, it's not. There's nothing admirable about it. It's not smart. It's really. It's uh, it's really kind of pathetic because everything is politics. Everything. So, don't talk to me about the your your problems uh, and your complaints 
uh, about, let's say, your tuition or or uh, your your wages or whatever, or your working environment, or your whether you have a day off or whether uh, you can go on and on. Uh, don't talk to me about that unless you're involved, because that is politics right there. Your daily life is dictated by politics. Whether we have, uh, if the, the sidewalks are paved properly, or the, the food is inspected, or, or the trains run on time, or it's all politics. Whether we have a, whether we have a dignified retirement, or living wages, or if something happens to us, whether we can, we're taken care of, whether we have that social safety net that will catch us if, uh, if we fall. So that's all politics. And this is why it's so important to vote because we, we have to get it back. There has to be a decisive no to this disgusting orange fascist and his grifting con family, the entire Republican machine that has no honor, that would rather have us all torn apart, that would point guns at vulnerable migrants who have traveled thousands of miles for, the, for, for freedom, because they heard about freedom, and they heard that there was a land that valued freedom. And they wanted some of that. You know, when you extend the franchise of freedom, you secure it for, for everybody. It's not like a, it's not like a, a, a resource, a, a finite resource that you run out of. When you, ex when you open the franchise, you actually solidify it for everyone. And for, for Trump to welcome migrants who are fleeing oppression, who are running for their lives, to welcome them by pointing weapons at vulnerable, exhausted human beings. It is the most offensive, uh, 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 on top of everything else, on top of every other offense that we've had to endure. Is that what we are? Is that how small we are? We point weapons at children and women and, oh, there's men in there, there's Middle Easterners. I, what, are you so vile? Yes, yes, you are. I'm sorry, I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to ask that question because I already knew the answer. Yes, you're vile. And that's why Trump and the Republican Party that props him up, they need to be sent such a message that this is not who we are. We're human beings. You're a patriot? You're not a patriot, you're a coward. You are a, you're a disgrace to everyone who ever fought and died for this country, for democracy, for a, for a chance at, to, of, of self-governance. So I really hope that I'm, I'm happy on Tuesday. And uh, because, you know, I, I, I know it'll make conservatives happy to drink my tears because they're so, they're sick. Like serial killers, like serial killers like tears too. I hear they like to drink some tears. But as normal people, we we want everybody to have access to health care. We want a dignified retirement, a dignified life. We want freedom. We want uh, you know uh, everything that were that the the founders entrusted to us. All right, that's on the line. That's on the line right now. So, all right, guys. Uh, let's get together again next week. 
and uh, we'll do the action after action review of the the 2018 midterms and hopefully it'll be a good uh we'll have some some something good to report in the meantime do me a favor donate to rdt daily that helps us get more writers have more content and um i will send you a keep calm and join the resistance window cling and maybe more than one and you can hand out to your friends uh, buy some merchandise, shirts, we have nice zip-up hoodies, mugs, all kinds of good stuff. And uh, you know what? I, what I say, it's true. We stick together, we win. And we will win. We will win if we don't give up and we keep fighting. We And we fight for each other. So uh, my name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. Sorry about the streaming. And I will see you next week.